What's up, guys? You're listening to the 509 Car Club podcast. If you're a car enthusiast from the 509, then you're in the right place. If you're not from the 509, then stay and listen because we might say something relevant. All right, guys, this is season one, episode three of the 509 Car Club podcast. Today we have a couple topics that we're going to talk about. The first one we want to start with is General Motors. And last podcast, we talked about, I think we talked about them being on strike and how they couldn't build the C8 currently. That's probably why. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about something with the Camaro, and it's kind of interesting. I feel like this has happened in the past, um, maybe not necessarily with GM, but with another car manufacturer. Um, but Chevrolet is offering Mustang owners, like if you own a Mustang and you want to buy a Camaro, they're offering a discount. And I think the discount's around three to $4,000. And I'm not sure why. Oh, it's because the sales numbers of the Camaro is dropping. It's dropped 15% uh, in 2019. So they're trying to bump them up. So they're offering Mustang owners a discount. I think Mustangs are running a bit cheaper market-wise than Camaros. So, yeah. If you guys own a Mustang and you want to buy a Camaro, you can now get a discount. What other? I want to say that was like a bigger thing back, uh, like back when, you know? What? Like back in the older days when like car competition was kind of big. Mm-hmm. You know, GM had like, it was something crazy. It was over like 50% of the car market. Like they owned over 50% of the vehicle market because they had like six brands. So they owned so much. You know that Saturn? I don't know if you guys know, know this, but Saturn was supposed to be General Motors competitor to the Japanese market. And it wasn't supposed to have any similarities to the other GM cars, but ended up using like the same exact platforms as the other ones. So in the 70s and 80s is really when GM kind of fell through the floor and really started putting out a lot of crap, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, so if you guys want a discount on a Camaro, go buy a Mustang first. And then go buy a Camaro. <laughs> you, have, you have to have it for 30 days. Is that what it said? Mm-hmm. 30 days? 30 days. Have what for 30 days? The Mustang. Oh. At least. That's not bad. I feel like, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like nobody would buy a Mustang for like an hour. No, it's just nobody would go out. I don't think anybody would go out and, unless you have a boatload of money. Mm. I don't think you'd go out and buy a Mustang for like 15 days and then like, oh, I want a Camaro now. <laughs> like who does like no you test drive the car you really figure out if you want to buy the car because the average person doesn't just have fucking sixty thousand dollars to throw away so like you know you test drive the car you know you figure out prices you do a lot of research and then you buy the car nobody like buys a car and then like you know a couple weeks later like no nah, i don't want this anymore i'm gonna get something else unless you're dumb mm-hmm. so if you do that you're dumb but if you do buy a Mustang and don't like it, Camaro is the next best option, price-wise. How expensive are Challengers now? Are Challengers expensive? 
asking the question. Look up, like, just... Challenger prize. Oh. Well, unless you want to buy a used one on eBay, there's one room for right now for $10,950. 2000 Dodge Challenger SXT. That's the wussy version. 2019 Dodge Challenger is going for $28,000. The SXT model. So I guess that has a V6. With 305 horsepower. Click on the XS, XX, SXT. Go down. See what engine it has. Yeah, 3.6 liter V6. So a V6 um, Challenger goes for 28,000. 28,000. They have all-wheel drive? What? Yeah, it says all-wheel drive coupe right there. Did you guys know that the Challenger is offered in an all-wheel drive? That's crazy. Is this real? This is real. This is real. Thirty-one thousand for so three more thousand dollars, and you can get an all-wheel drive Challenger with three hundred five horsepower. Oh, with the STI, except it, except it weighs you know six hundred pounds more, <laughs> seven hundred pounds more. Okay, go back. How much does that go up? Look up an RT. Right there. Click on it. An RT. Was it five point seven liter V eight, three hundred and seventy five horsepower at thirty five grand? That's not that bad for twenty nineteen. Shit. Mm -hmm. Except the weight. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a boat. I go, if you want to go in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, don't take any corners in the Challenger. You probably die. Um. Dude, I, I saw this. I saw this meme, and it was like, uh, it was like two challengers racing. Um, and the meme at the top was like, when you go to uh, the drag strip and see a bunch of old muscle cars, and like they had two mu old muscle cars like lined up, like about, about to take off, but they photoshopped boats on top of them. <laughs> so, so it was just two boats at the starting line, like about to take off. Yes. And I was like, some old man with a cigarette's about to get mad. <laughs> All right, what was our next topic? Oh, this is the one we didn't know about. And you guys probably don't either, unless you guys are up to date in your car news. So probably like 10, 15, 20 years ago, flying cars were kind of like, people were kind of waiting for them to happen, I think. It's the dream. Yeah, flying cars with a dream. And we kind of, there, there's really no point to a flying car because at that point, you might as well just buy a helicopter. <laughs> like, they're probably going to be around the same price anyways. Yeah. So, like, there's no point of having a flying car. I mean, I mean is it, you know, $500,000 worth just hovering over the road a couple of feet? Not really. But Boeing and Porsche are developing an electric flying car. An electric one it makes it even more difficult. They're working on a flying car. The company's engineer will even collaborate to build and test a prototype based on the design they'll come up with, which will most likely to be a premium VTOL. 
this VTO on soon. Oh, vertical takeoff and landing. So it can take off vertically like a helicopter and land like a helicopter. So it's a helicopter. Yeah, it's a helicopter made by Porsche Boeing, pretty much. But it's like the have you seen those uh planes with that can the propellers mm-hmm. can go up and down? Mm-hmm. It's probably like that. Yeah, something like that. Because the picture has like two jet like two jet engines on the back, but they're not jet engines because it's electric. Unless and, they found a way. <laughs> urban air mobility. They'll create an international team as part of the memorandum. Sorry, guys. I don't know English very well. <laughs> what do you, do you think we need flying cars? I mean, like, is that something like, let's say flying cars are a part of the future. Is that something you're looking forward to? No, neither am I. To be honest, I mean, guys, let me, let me know if you guys are looking forward to flying cars or if you guys want to see flying cars, I personally just really don't think like they'll matter. And if somebody builds one, I feel like they'll just be no point. It'll just be compared to a helicopter. Yeah. Like. My guess they're not going to be able to just fly over the road. They're going to have to... The roads... Society today cannot adapt to a flying car. If they build a flying car, it's just going to be the exact same thing as a helicopter um, in society. Like, it's going to have to fly, like, in the airspace. Like, it's going to be all the same shit. There's no, no fucking point in doing it. People are just going to crash into each other in the air. Because there's no, like, way to follow laws. Well, there will be. There's going to have to be, like, traffic control and everything. Like, it's yeah, literally going to be a dope-ass-looking helicopter mm-hmm. made by Porsche and Boeing. But they're going to call it a flying car. Yeah, you probably can't take away from that. The only way the only way that they're going to be able to classify it as a flying car is if it can drive straight. Mm-hmm. Which is probably what um, the jet engines will help propel it forward. When it's on its wheels. They're, the picture we're looking at right now looks looks cool. I, I wonder how much it'll cost. $10 million. Yeah, some shit. Like, who's going to buy that? Elon Musk. But Porsche does say it'll be 100 times quieter than a helicopter. I don't know. Why would they do that? This is like some military... Like, this is why the military didn't want you. You know what I'm saying? They have this shit. Well, military already has way better shit than this. Exactly. Like, if the normal person had this, like, they're just going to park it on a roof, like, rob a whole house. And <laughs> yeah, if you guys are, like, in the Yakima, Sila, Ellensburg area, you guys obviously all know about the training center out there. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen lately, but there's been a ton of, I think there's C- c-17s big ass planes and they uh fly in formation and um out out of the training center but uh if you if you guys haven't seen them land they'll do like emergency landings but they don't they don't land like a normal plane does they land in like a corks corkscrew spiral like they come down in a spiral like they don't just like land and take off i think they take off normal but they land in a corkscrew corkscrew spiral like right here, yeah, at the training center. Okay. Um, and they'll uh, 
Apparently they have really high agility as well. Like a like a freaking jet. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're big. Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen that, if you guys are around here, but they're pretty cool to watch, especially at night. Um, but to hop on to our next topic, it involves the Supra, and I know we already talked about the Supra, but this kind of has to this kind of builds on the BMW Supra issue. Um, so the 2020 Toyota Supras, um, apparently only seven have been sold so far. But the, the they have a recall on the 2020 Supra. And the recall isn't issued by Toyota. It's issued by the one and only BMW. So BMW issued a recall... Um, I don't think it's just on the Supra. Like I think it's on other BMWs. It's a safety recall, um, but it involves the Toyota Supra since the Toyota Supra uses a lot of the BMW platforms. So I feel like when this, I don't know how recent this news is. Probably pretty recent because uh, I haven't heard much about it. But the I think the media is gonna, the car media is probably just gonna hammer this even harder of people saying it is a BMW. Definitely. But I think that's pretty interesting. And if you guys are wondering, the recall concerns the driver's seatbelt guide loop mount and the welds holding it in place. So they need the, the so if you get in a crash, you're gonna die. <laughs> that that's what Toyota's trying to say. BMW is just trying to kill everybody, <laughs> bro. Have you have you looked up any pictures of BMWs or of the <laughs> yeah. fuck, of the Toyotas Supras and the new Supras? No, yeah, really, no. uh, I saw another. We talked about the Econo Racing uh, build on the first episode, and it was insane. But I saw another build. That was absolutely crazy, like the economy one. But it was more, uh, it was a little bit less of a street build and more of a race build, but it looked pretty gnarly. See if I can find it. I was speaking, speaking of episodes, um, I already posted about the second episode, but if you guys listened to the second episode, we were having like a terrible mic quality issue and there was something wrong with our cord. So it was like, after like five or six minutes into the uh, podcast, it was super scratchy sounding. I think that's the way I'd put it. And the audio was like hard to hear because it was so scratchy. And then I thought it was going to stop, but it went on for like 20 minutes. So yeah, it was pretty bad. But we got the problem situated. So this episode should be totally okay and not have that issue. Um, but yeah, the Supra I saw, it was like, um, it was almost like a fast and furious build by the kit was by Philip. <laughs> I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say the, the last part P E R I C I C Perisic, Philip Perisic. I don't know, but it was freaking crazy looking. I don't know if he still has it on his page. Uh, if you guys go look at his page, it's called Philip underscore JDM. 
But look at that. Damn. Total Fast and Furious look. But it's like a modern. Yeah, but like a modern Fast and Furious. Like I, I, I think the Mark V Supra is going to get the street cred of the Mark IV. Like I really do. Like looks wise. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, people will soon be able to find out easy performance stuff like they did in the Mark IV. Um, and when they do, it'll be up there. It won't have. I don't. It won't have this as much hype. But people will be as excited to see the Mark V as the Mark IV. And it'll look just as cool. But the re- the body kit I'm looking at, I mean, it looks like total like Fast and Furious. Like take the Mark IV from Fast and Furious and incorporate it onto a Mark V, but more aggressive, and it's white. It looks absolutely insane. Would you drive this? Yeah, but I probably wouldn't have the livery if it was mine. It looks good, though. It looks like a real Japanese livery, though. Yeah, like a, a it, good, subtle livery. It also has turquoise underglow. That yeah, looks kind of cool. That does look and it has, like, shining on the intercooler and everything. Like, that looks badass. Mm-hmm. What would the engine bay looks like? Probably super good. If the engine bay had that turquoise, like, theme to it, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. It's like a gold and, like, turquoise with the silver rims. Pretty good. Badass. Badass. Oh, I don't know if you guys look up car news very much, but we were going through some of the news, and there we probably saw a total, how many do you think, like 35 recalls? Yeah. There were so many recalls for absolutely everything, and we picked out, we saw the Toyota Supra uh, recall. Um, but... The funny thing is, is instead of just fixing the Toyotas that the seven people own, I think they're just going to give them brand new ones. So if you've already put like, you know, a thousand or two miles, thousand, two thousand miles on your Supra, you're just going to get a brand new one instead of them just fixing it, giving it back to you, which I thought was interesting. Might just be cheaper to do it that way. Maybe. But yeah, the recalls were absolutely insane. I mean, it was like every every car manufacturer you could think of were having recalls. You know, mm-hmm. Subaru, Nissan, Mazda, Lamborghini even had a recall in the Aventador. Did you remember what it said for? Mm-hmm. I I can't remember, but I mean, it was it was absolutely insane. Like I didn't realize how many newer cars were having recalls on all of this stuff. Like, like they're they you can tell they've definitely like switch to uh quantity and not quality but yeah the new cars are obviously really nice but they're just having so many freaking issues but it's funny how like non-mainstream they are mm-hmm. like and nobody knows about you don't hear about them unless you actually like look it up mm-hmm. like i think that's kind of ridiculous but um our last two topics are going to be the big topics for today. The Toyota 8.6, if you guys didn't know, they're coming out with the second generation. And the main engineer for the Toyota 
says that this will be a better driving machine than the Toyota Supra. What what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I think that'll be good. Like, do you think? Obviously, they say it's going to be so much. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be comparable to the Toyota Supra, it's obviously going to be a lot better than the last generation, or the first generation. So, you think that's going to jack up the price? Is that how it's going to look? Um, or is that the current generation? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's a current picture. I don't think so. Because it looks exactly the same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but it's supposed to cost a lot less. And be better than the Supra? How much are they sold for? I don't know. They don't. They, they haven't. They haven't released like the second gen price. They're like normal BRZs though. Like the first gen? Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know. Probably in between. I would want to throw out a number, but I don't even know what number to throw out. My guess round number is probably like twenty thousand. Holy crap! Twenty twenty Subaru. Look up twenty eighteen. Yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah, twenty five thousand. Can you believe that? Twenty five thousand, and they only have two hundred five horsepower. That's crazy. The manual ones come with more horsepower, I think. Click on the limited manual. Wait, there's a limited automatic. What does that mean? I don't know. The manual ones have five more horsepower than the uh, automatics. I don't know why. It's kind of weird, but it's funny. Wait, it's the limited automatic. Yeah, see, it's 200. Damn. (laughs) That's hilarious. They're just trying to promote the manuals. Mm -hmm. The manuals are dying. I read an article about um, manuals are dying in the U.S., but they're growing in Europe. Growing? Like more manufacturers are putting them on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that... There's way more manuals in Europe than there is the U.S., and I don't know. I think the U.S. is so stuck on, like... Um, Regulations. Not only that, See. but just, like, convenience. Mm. People aren't willing to put in the little extra work to have a little bit more fun. Like it's just it's just boring, you know. Or I feel like I feel like if you're like let's say like you're 35 years old and you have like two kids and a wife, and like you drive a manual, I feel like people will will look at you weirdly. Because I feel like people think manuals are kind of for kids. Yeah, like high school shit. You know what I'm saying? Good old times. But like but not. manuals are slower than automatics, but. Way more fun, in my opinion. I mean, automatics are still fun. You know, now they got like paddle shifts and shit like that. But I would still way rather have a manual. I don't know how many of you guys out there drive manuals, but my opinion. I mean, I drive one every single day, a six-speed manual. And I I don't think there. I don't think I really ever get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's like it's became it's became such like a, a muscle memory kind of deal movement where like I just don't even think about it anymore and I think everybody else could really agree if they drive manual every day they just, you know it just becomes habit mm-hmm. so that that's another benefit to automatic stuff because when you're coming up on a corner you don't have to worry about all that you just fucking focus on the corner 
But when you get good enough a manual, it's not even a problem. Yeah. Because you can just rev match or heel toe. So, like, you know, we've it is harder, but we've gotten around that issue. Mm-hmm. But I like paddle shift. Paddle shift is cool. Like, I personally think paddle shift is pretty cool. I'm going to be really upset, though, if they don't have a manual second gen of this, of the oh, yeah. Toyota 8.6. That'd be dumb. That'd be really dumb. But yeah, so, I mean, if you guys are in the market for, you know, a two-door coupe, and you guys are looking at stuff right now, I'd recommend waiting a little bit and maybe buying the new Toyota 8.6, the second gen, because it might be a better driving car than the Supra. That's what the Toyota engineer says, and my guess, he knows his shit. The Toyota engineer that actually said this was one of the guys who helped launch the new Supra. So he knows what he's talking about. But talking about two-door coupes, on to the next. We're throwing it back with the Miata. 1990s Miata. Yeah. Pop of headlights. The one we all love. Super happy looking. Slow ass, but fun car. People are worried about it dying. They're now getting pretty old. I mean, a 1990 Miata now is 29 years old. That's pretty old. I mean, people putting tons of miles on these things because they're so much fun and so easy to drive. I mean, might as well. So, the Mazda has two programs now who are and what those programs are going to do for the Miata is they're going to rebuild or start remanufacturing old Miata parts. So like you know if you if you have a part right now to replace on your Miata, you know, you go find it a well-kept used part. But now Mazda is going to start selling brand new old Miata parts. And right now we're looking at a picture um of a Miata that was restored with all brand new parts by Mazda itself. And it looks magnificent. It's hundred percent stock, but it looks good. It's clean, fresh paint, fresh, everything, fresh wheels. Every part is perfect. So it was just made. Yeah. Like it's it like, so you can get, now you don't need used parts. You can get brand new parts. I don't know when this is going to be taking into account, like when this is going to start, but either way, like it's going to be awesome for all you Miata owners. I don't know how many there are you, but that's going to be a game changer. I think it's going to make people want to buy Miatas again. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered why manufacturers never did that. Like they had such a good, good car. Like, imagine, like, they remade the Miata, but, like, as the first gen. But the real question is, like, if they were to modernize the Miata, but kind of, like, go off the old one, but just modernize it. Like, you know, like, with a little bit of technology and stuff like that. They have pop-up headlights. Pop-up headlights. But, like, LED pop-up headlights? Just something kind of modern, but it's still pop-up headlights. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. Fuck. Like, pop-up headlights need to come back. Yeah, for real. Like a lot of like kids 
are saying like pop-up headlights look like shit, but I th- think they're amazing. It was like the, it was just like funny, you know, they wanted something with good aerodynamics, but the headlight was always in the way. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you look at fifties and sixty cars and then, you know, they're shaped like a brick mm-hmm. cause they ought to have headlights. But you know, what's one way you can make it as a sleek, but still have headlights. Oh, well, let's just make them pop up. <laughs> like that's awesome. They didn't really know they could, I guess they could incorporate it into the body, but yeah, I guess that was ahead of their time. It was like with the uh, the C5 Corvette at the pop-up headlights, and then the C6, they changed it. But that's why I really like, because the, the C5 still kind of has a modern look to it, but it's pop-up headlights. Mm-hmm. Or have you seen those videos of people with pop-up headlights, and they only make one go up? Yeah, little Miatas. Like that all the time. Freaking hilarious. We need to uh, we need to buy Miata. 100%. All right, guys. Um, if you guys go on GoFundMe, there should be a page called uh, 509 Car Club Miata Mission. And <laughs> you can donate any amount of money you want. And we're going to buy a Miata. No, I'm kidding. It'd be funny, though. It'd be lit. Never even thought about making a GoFundMe page. I have no reason to fund me. Miata. <laughs> Miata. Go fund me, Miata. It's just that's what the title's gonna be. Just Miata. Oh, if you guys didn't hear, um, on episode two, we were talking about PT cruisers, and we were gonna start this thing that whenever you see a PT cruiser, you gotta flip them off because they're hurting our eyes. Flip the PT cruiser off because they are hurting our eyes. Now, if you guys actually do this. You know, be prepared for probably a little bit of road rage because there's going to be old 50-year-old man driving a PT Cruiser that thinks he's driving the most badass car in the world. So if you do flip them off, please be careful and drive quickly. If you're in a Miata, then you're, you're going to die. So before we end this episode, I went back to the site with all of the recalls on it, and I wanted to name some of them off. Where does it start? Okay, GM, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, Ford Explorer recalled for sharp edges on seats. Ford Explorer SUVs recalls after reports of injuries on sharp seat edges. GM recalls 3.8 million vehicles in North America due to braking issue. Well, that's great. McLaren Senna recalled for U.S., for engine stalling. Yeah. There's like four of them with engine stalls. 2020 Kia recalled for a seatbelt problem. Mercedes-Benz recalls 26,000 cars for loose batteries. <laughs> like, are the double A's coming out? <laughs> uh, Rolls-Royce, Cullinan, the SUV. If you guys haven't seen that, Donut Media does... You guys have probably heard of Donut Media. If you haven't, then you haven't. But <laughs> they uh, they do a really cool um, look at the review on the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. It's the SUV of Rolls-Royce. But anyways, there's a recall for dimly lit brake lights. Dimly lit. Dim- that'd be a Rolls-Royce shit to do. Um, Mercedes-Benz recalls SL class models over improperly sewn airbags. So, like, 
They won't deploy because they're sewn in too tight or they're sewn in too loose. Ford recalls 2020 Explorer, Lincoln Aviator SUVs for crash risk. What is <laughs> what is a crash risk? I don't know. But if you buy one, you're going to die. <laughs> Rams, Rams' latest recall is for one single lonely truck. Because oh. <laughs> that's the only person that bought it. One- <laughs> 103,000 Ford Fusion Lincoln MKZ sedans recalled for faulty seatbelts. Alfa Romeo... I hate Alfa Romeo names. Recalled over optimistic fuel gauges. Audi recalls 144,000 cars for passenger airbag detection problems. VW recalls CC and Tiguan vehicles for inadvertent airbag deployment. You're just driving on the road and your airbag deploys. <laughs> over 90,000 Nissan Titans recalled for engines that might stall. Nissan recalls Titan pickup trucks for potential electrical issues 2019 four ranger recalled for improperly assembled seat belts mazda recalls more than 262,000 vehicles to fix stalling engines ford focus recalled the fix issue that could cause a deformed fuel tank <laughs> like what like it wasn't something's getting too hot so it's melting. melting that's what i was thinking jeep recalls cherokees that could slip into neutral <laughs> just rolling away <laughs> this ain't no tesla <laughs> Acura ILX recalled because car could roll away. Jeep Cherokee recalled for transmission issue. VW recalls 662,000 Atlas Passat vehicles for illegally adjustable headlights. Mazda 3 recalled because its wheels might fall off. (laughs) If you guys are listening to this podcast and you were driving a brand new Mazda 3, your wheels might fucking come off. So... You're going to die. That does look pretty good, though. The Mazda 3 does not look terrible. Yeah, even even older years. Yeah, like the, like the early, mid-2000s. Yeah. Their wheels don't fall off. Uh, I have a old story of mine. I bought these cheap-ass wheel spacers for my car. It was like 50 bucks for all four. And I put them on, and the wheel spacers ended up cracking. And so... The, the also the the nuts that it came with the the lug bolts that it came with were also loose as well so as i was driving my steering wheel would shake like i i only had them on for a day because i realized how big of a problem it was but my steering wheel was shaking because my wheel spacers were cracked and were making my wheel come off so maybe your mazda has wheel spacers on it <laughs> honda's 1.6 million vehicle recall it's last in the Takata airbag inflator. Airbag may not deploy. Wheels could fall off. <laughs> Door latch problem. Turn signal problems. That's just Audi turn signal problem. <laughs> Roll away risk. Knee airbag problems. 300,000 Ram 1500s recalled for potential disable airbags and seats. Guys, you've been on this topic for five minutes now, and I've been talking constantly about recalls. So I think what this is trying to say is if you buy a brand new car, there's like a 90% chance it's going to be recalled. So if you don't want your car recalled, buy a Miata. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're making new parts. And they're making new parts, so like you yeah. can't go wrong. I think that's going to be... Huge. I might actually have to go buy a Miata now. You can buy me a Miata. You can buy a cheap ass Miata. 
that's like before the value goes tons yeah tons of issues and then mazda is going to be releasing brand new parts that you can buy for it and they're pro nah, you think they're going to be expensive the parts i feel like they won't be very expensive i mean they won't be like some amazon 15 dollar type of cheap but they won't be immense because it's just a miata yeah that's true that's true but like God, I was going to talk about something, but I forgot what it was. I don't remember. Hmm. hmm. Ready? Flipping PT Cruisers off. Yeah, we got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> the GoFundMe page. No, I'm kidding. PT Cruiser build? No. No. Worst decision somebody could ever make. PT Cruiser build. <laughs> that's even worse than a Prius build oh I I think I'd rather drive a Prius than a PT 100%. Cruiser would you guys rather drive a Prius than a PT Cruiser that's a good question I I might rather you know if you if you ever look at <laughs> if you ever just look at cars and look at the rear bumper and how much it sticks out it looks ugly as fuck like just look at that yeah it's miserable like it, it just They just stick out. That is not okay. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. The... Oh, where is it? No. Oh, okay. So, our podcast now, is, as you guys know, is available on Anchor and Spotify. And um, it is now available on Google Podcasts. I think there's another one. I don't remember what it is, but it's available on Google Podcasts now. So if you guys would rather use Google than Inker or Spotify, you can. That's what I need to say. But yeah, so this is season one, episode three. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the way through, I know this one was kind of long. Um, but, you know, we always <laughs> we always got more stuff coming. We're going to be releasing as many podcasts as we can. Like I said in the last one, YouTube will be coming up soon. And um, also we'll be dropping some more merch here pretty soon. We've been getting some designs done and we're going to get some orders put through and then they'll be put up on the website for you guys to buy merch. Um, I just uploaded some new banner colors if you guys want to look at those. And we still have stickers and license plate covers and all that good stuff on shop-509.com. Remember, dash, not a slash. We're gonna we're gonna make that a shirt. Dash dot a slash. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. We hope to see you guys next time.